0: Repeat after me, I Donald John Trump, I the big orange orangutan, do solemnly swear, do solemnly swear, that I will faithfully execute, that I'll do whatever the hell I want, the office of President of the United States, the office of Emperor of the Galaxy, and will to the best of my ability, and will try real hard, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States, to try
1: not to violate every single thing in the
0: Constitution of the United States. So help me God So help me me Congratulations Mr. President Fuck you
2: from wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this it's the smoking hot Cast with your host hot toddy starring ollie miss pingrino dj poor sheila d.a williams and orson wells and featuring me your announcer doc summit and now here's your host hot toddy
0: Greetings, and a belated happy 2017 to you, and welcome to the very first episode of the Smokin' Hot Toddcast of 2017. I'm Hot Toddy, and what a show. What a show indeed. Let's just get it out there. Let's just get it over with. Let's be done with it. The first two words I will utter in 2017, minus the ones I've already said, (laughs) President Trump. Yes. Yes, it finally happened. As of the 20th, as of a week ago... Donald Trump is officially our president, and now we're smack dab in the middle of his first 100 days, and, oh lord, we're losing it all faster than we can blink our goddamn eyes. Well, that's just beautiful. It's glorious, right? There we are. This, we have it. It's happened. That hair is now officially in the White House. I just... I, mean, I don't have much to say, you know? I mean, uh, I don't express my political views anywhere else than right here on this show, uh, but, you know i am an optimist I'm, I'm, I'm an optimist i'm an optimistic person i i don't want to say that the world is going to end i'm not going to say that the nation is going to be destroyed or anything like that but you know i i i'm not sensing good things thus far of donald trump i mean we are really hitting the ground running with just some terrible terrible decisions and you know I mean, my God! I mean, his his cabinet alone are horrible decisions. That press secretary, uh, the uh, the education secretary, I just it's just sickening. It, but it's hilarious. It's funny to watch, uh, really to watch it unfold. And really, we we do have four fantastic years of entertainment under our belt. You can guarantee that. But oh my Lord! Holy balls! <laughs> <laughs> just, I just wanted to be over already. Is it over yet? Is it 2020 yet? No? Okay. Well, we'll keep going I guess. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect, you know? Every day, it just seems like it's just, it just seems like a cluster. It just seems awful and scary uh, as days go by. But, you know, I guess we'll get through it. We'll survive. We'll do what we gotta do. But, man, I just don't, I don't have words for, for the situation at hand. But I think I do have the perfect sound effect. Uh, this sound effect I use to describe both 2016 and how things are going now under the uh, the era of Donald Trump. And it is this sound effect. It's very familiar if you're a fan of The Price is Right. It goes a little something like this. And there you have it. I think we're all feeling that right now. I don't know if we're going to get to a positive sound effect anytime soon, so get used to that. Let's hear it again. Yeah. It's where we are right now. it's where it is. And you'll be hearing that sound effect periodically through this week's episode in between some of the segments. So prepare yourself for that. Because, again, let's face it. That's how we're feeling. And that's where we're at. And this is the perfect episode to do that for... And if you haven't been able to figure it out just yet, this week's episode's about Donald Trump. Indeed, indeed. It's our continuing series that is the trump illusion The first episode we did of this we did last season in March, where we looked into the possible future. We were all having a good laugh about it. Possible future in quotation marks. Uh, our good friend Lord Zed came in to play Donald Trump and what could be a complete fictitious thing, because it wasn't going to happen. And then part two came a few weeks after the election when we realized it was going to happen so it was the trumpolution the continuing and preparing ourselves for the oh my god that was on its way and now that it is officially happening this week's episode is called the trumpolution part 3 the happening <laughs> It just kind of covers everything that's been going on thus far, and our good friend D. A. Williams will be back as Donald Trump. Uh, he does a fantastic job of it. Side note, and and nobody ever has questioned this. I think you all get it, but just in case you don't, uh, D. A. does not do an impersonation of Donald Trump. He just plays, MC. he just does his own voice, and we call him Donald Trump, and it just, it just works out perfectly because he's just funny on his own, and then when he tries to mimic Donald Trump, it, it's hilarious. Not to mention the fact that. The, the person that he is is the type of person that Trump represents, and so it all kind of just comes together. It's very symbolic, if you will. So DA will be back as Donald Trump, and we've got a lot coming up with that. Also coming up this episode, uh, we've got a new Vols update, what's going on with my boys, my football team. We also have a fascinating, both it's a three things fascinating, heroic, and absolutely hilarious a story about a 13-year-old girl who fends off a man with a gun, and it's all based around chicken McNuggets. You're not going to miss that. Plus, we we get, what would the smoking hot Toddcast be without our old friend Ollie and an all new Ali report, plus a whole hell of a lot of Donald Trump. So sit back, relax, and prepare yourself for part three of the Trumpolution. This time called the Happening on this week's episode of the Smokin' Hot Podcast.
2: And now, the Senate confirmation hearing for Education Secretary Candidate Betsy DeVos. Here is Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy. Mrs. DeVos, do you think guns have any place in
3: or around schools?
4: Well, first of all, thank you so, so, so much for that question. Questions are just the tops. I think that's best left for locales and states to decide. You can't say definitively today that guns shouldn't be in schools? Well, I'll refer back to Senator Enzi and the school he was talking about in Wapiti, Wyoming. I think probably there, I would imagine there is a gun in the school to protect from potential grizzlies. I'm sorry, did you say grizzlies? Gosh, thank you for that question. Man, wow, I love questions. And yes, grizzlies. As in grizzly bears? Yes, why do you ask? Never, never in human history has there ever been a bear attack inside or, or even outside a school for that matter. Why do you think- Because grizzlies! They're everywhere! Big scary monster bears! They're going to attack schools and yell, Charge! Or maybe one of them will walk up to the front door and impersonate a human on the monitor and ask to be let in. Oh my god, yes! Just like that evil shark that used to be on Saturday Night Live. Y-
3: you mean the land shark character that Chevy Chase played? Yes! This is the boss. That was a sketch. That, that
5: that wasn't real. Bears! Ah!
4: Or what if one of them goes to college for four years, gets their degree in education, then puts a resume online. A school sees it and likes it. It comes in for an interview, makes the principal laugh, gets hired, walks into the classroom on the first day with a big smile on his face, and then attacks! Grizzlies! Ah! Grizzlies! Everywhere! Wait! Are you a grizzly? Can I smell it? I can <laughs> smell it! You are!
2: I think we need to break.: Peace. And that was the Senate confirmation hearing for Education Secretary candidate Betsy DeVos. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time anywhere, I present to you
0: the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump. I, 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 um, I said, I present to you for the first time anywhere, the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump.
1: There we go. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hello there. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. The applause is over. Okay. Uh, um, well, uh, Chief Justice Roberts, President Carter, President Clinton, mm-hmm. President Bush, President Obama, fellow Markins and people of the world, thank you. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Most bugs all the people who didn't vote for me, of course, and who are against me now, mostly women and, and uh, you know, immigrants and people of di- different colors and creeds and, and gay and all that. And so, so pretty much if you're a white, straight Christian, you're good to go. Together, we will determine the course of America and the world for years to come. We will face challenges. We will confront hardships but we will get the job done. Every four years, we gather on these steps to carry out the orderly and peaceful transfer of power, and we are grateful to President Obama and First Lady Michelle Obama for their gracious aid throughout this transition. They have been magnificent. But they suck. Obama ruined the country. Did too many great, I mean, horrible things for our country, and we got to put an end to all that. He's right. He's right. We got to put an end to it. It's over. Fuck you. Because today's ceremony has very special meaning. Because today we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another, but we are transferring the power from Washington. And in the great words of Bain, I I, I, I mean, I I, I wrote this speech, I came up with this myself, and it didn't come from a a Batman villain who ended up destroying the city and killing thousands of people or or nothing like that. No, no. Um, uh, uh, We are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to the people. Damn it! I knew I was going to do it. No, no, no. We, we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the American people. Batman. Damn it! <sighs> Alright, all right, we can do this. Now, now For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. Washington flourished, but the people did not share in its wealth. Politicians prospered, but the jobs left, and factories closed. Let me just make it clear, I hate everybody who works in Washington. Every single, single one of them, they suck. they horrible. They're horrible, horrible people. But I will be doing the Republican thing, so that means everything that the Republicans want, I'm going to obey to, okay? Um, the establishment protected itself but not the citizens of our country. Their victories have not been your victories. Their triumphs have not been your triumphs. And while they celebrated in our nation's capital, there was little to celebrate for struggling families all across our land. And you, uh, <laughs> you put your faith in me, that I'm the one that's going to change that. I mean, thank you. That all changes. Starting right here, right now. This movement is your own movement. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. God damn it. <sighs> To go watch that movie, love that damn movie. Anyway, it belongs to everyone gathered here today, and everyone watching all across America. This is your day. This is your celebration, and this, the United States of America, is your country. Until I officially walk into that office, and then, oh fuck you! You came by the tens of millions, or, or maybe by the tens of thousands, maybe by the hundreds. Well, there's a few of you out there. To become a part of a historic moment, the likes of which the world has never seen before, at the center of this movement is a crucial conviction that a nation exists to serve its citizens. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to have to stop doing that. I know. I'm going to have to stop doing i Look, I'm, I'm tired of all this. I'm just going to get on out of here. But just know this, I hate everybody in Washington, and I hate everybody that works here, and I will be working on my own to make sure that the United States gets back to where it was. Because everybody who works in Washington are horrible. They are deplorable, if I may. But together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together. We will make America great again. Thank you. God bless you. God bless America. And of course, God bless me. Now, if you'll excuse me, you know all those people I said I hated? I have to go attend to lunch they threw phone me and promise
2: them I'll do all the stuff they want me to. Bye, everybody. You're listening to the most splendiferous, the most fantastic, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts, the Smokin' Hot Toddcast.
6: What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point... In your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to
0: anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. I love fast food, but I don't know if I love it enough to do what this girl did. A 13-year-old girl reportedly smacked a gun out of the hand of a boy demanding that she give him a Chicken McNugget. The girl told police that a 12-year-old schoolmate first asked for a McNugget while they were at McDonald's. But when she declined, he followed her to a subway station, whipped out a gun, and held it to her head. But even at gunpoint, she refused to hand over one single Chicken McNugget. I know what you're thinking. And yes they're that good. But I am curious, was knocking the gun out of his hand the only thing she did, or did she beat him down? What if this was the perfect action movie scenario featuring children? It would probably be the best thing ever. Mrs. Pell's fish sticks.
7: Uh, they're chicken nuggets. Penis. Whatever. Mmm, that's good. Hey, you got chicken nuggets. Can I have one, please? Nope. Bye. Oh, I will have one. I will. That's about to change. I will have a chicken McNugget basket.
1: You wish.
2: Of the United States.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here to answer any and all questions that you may have from your trusted and beloved news outlets. I will answer them honestly and in detail, if need be, in order to make the American people understand that I am here for them. And only them. And in no way trying to benefit myself. Alright, now let's
0: begin.
4: Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, BSU.
0: Uh, yes, hi. PBS. Fake news news next.
4: Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump.
1: BSU.
5: Uh
4: yes. CNN.
1: Fake news again. Next.
4: Mr.
5: Trump, Mr. Trump. Oh
1: you you're fake, 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 triple fake. Who's next? Uh, yes, you.
5: The French
1: champagne. Oh not shame, shame, you're fake news, fake news. Alright, uh, who's next?
5: Mr. Trump,
4: Mr. Trump.
1: BSU. Yes, oh uh, yes, ABC News. Fake fake fakeity fake. Who's next? Mr. Trump,
4: Mr. Trump. BSU. Yes, Yes, NPR.
1: I can't even go into detail about just how fake your fake news. You're just absolute fake news. I can't. I can't even. I can't even get into it. Who's next? <laughs>
5: the Trump, the Trump station. Yes, you. NBC
1: News. Two words for you: fake news. Who's next?
5: <laughs> oh.
1: Yup. Hello, I'm Orson Welles. You're not even fake news, you're fart news. Who's next?
5: Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump. BSU. you.
1: Uh, New York Times. What would, you, what would you like to do, lick me or suck me? You can decide that while I move on. Who's next?
5: Mr.
4: Trump,
1: Mr. Trump. BSU. you. CBS News? You know what I just said? Fake news. Who's next? Mr. Trump,
5: Mr. Trump, nipples.
1: Yes, you. Fox News. I, I, I wrote a little song earlier today. It's called fake news! Who's next?
5: Ah! Oh, yes,
1: a rich, full-bodied wine
5: sensibly priced at a dollar a jug. You now, for a little magic, I will make this jug disappear.
0: Hm. And here's a little bit of it now. Fake news. Fake news. Who's next? Yes, hello, sir. MSNBC. Well, uh, I'm
1: Carnac the Magnificent, and uh, let's see. The the answer is uh, fake news. Uh, Who is you next? BBC News. Look, if I wanted to hear fake news, I'd listen to myself. Who's next? Yes, You're so fake news. You're fake news. The American people don't deserve this. Don't deserve it. You're fake news. Fake news. I'll take one more. You better not be fake. Who the hell are you, anyway? Oh yes, of course. I I would love to answer a question for you. Uh, And and here's my answer. Fake news. That's it for me. Goodbye, everybody. That's it. I'm done. Bye. Fake news. Everybody's fake. (laughs) I'm awesome. (laughs) Does Monk even know how screwed they are? Smoking
2: hot. Ton test.
0: Well, it's been a while since we talked about them, and a lot has happened since the last time we talked about them. And, of course, I'm talking about my beloved Tennessee volunteers. It is time now for a Vols update, and, oh, what a fantastic update we do have for you. Uh, Of course, before we went on winter break uh, back in December, they were chosen for the Music City Bowl, thanks to their overall season score. And they took on Nebraska on December 30th of 2016, and they won huge they won bigly huge perfect time to use that phrase in this particular episode uh, but they beat Nebraska 38 to 24 giving them an all-around nine and four season we were extremely proud of them now uh, of course we we wanted them to go on to maybe the the cotton Bowl this year I think that was the main goal or hell even the national championship we're doing some pretty good you did pretty good there for a while earlier that season but uh, now nah. Now, yeah, uh, uh, all good things must come to an end. But we did manage to get to the Music City Bowl, which is which is still progress. If you can get to a bowl game every single year, you're making progress. You're doing well. And we made it to the Music City Bowl and uh, did fantastic. Beat the Cornhuskers, and uh, it, was, uh, it was a great game. And so now now we're waiting. Now we're just in a waiting period. This will probably be the last Vols update for a little while. Uh, but we've got some big news going on, Big some big things, bigly huge things going on, uh, including this. Of course, our uh, athletic director director Dave Hart is out as of June of this year. We're looking for a new one and on the short list at the top of the short list is our beloved Philip Fulmer. That's right. Philip Fulmer, for those of you who don't know, used to be head coach of Tennessee, gave us the last national championship that we won back in 1998 and is all around a great guy. Uh, he was kind of losing it there over those last couple of seasons, uh, pretty much from 05 to 08. It was on and off. Uh, 05 and 08 were horrible seasons, and 06 and 07 were okay seasons. He was eventually let go in 08, and that's what gave us uh, the horrible nightmare that was Lane Kiffin. And then eventually, the even worse nightmare. We didn't think it could get worse, but even the even worse nightmare of Derek Dooley, And then eventually, gave us to the. Uh, it's not a nightmare, but it's a dream that kind of keeps us awake sometimes. Uh, Butch Jones. Uh, but I love Butch. I, I can't. I cannot insult Butch in all good consciousness because he's done a lot with the team, and he's done more uh, with the team. In the last few years, then the, well, he did. He's done a lot more than the last two coaches. That's for sure. Uh, Dooley and Kiffin can suck it, uh, and you know Philip Fulmer. He was just. I, I don't think he. I just don't think he was able to, to continue it you know he wasn't able to continue the legacy he had his own legacy and then it was time for someone else you know and that that's just the way it was but finding that someone else has been very hard for our for our school uh, but luckily I I, I still think we've got it good with butch Jones I think we've we've made we've made the good made the best decision with him uh, we'll stick it out for another season and uh, if we don't make because uh, we, we, we did pretty well this season we did some great things but um, if it doesn't get any better or worse, it gets worse, uh, then yeah, we probably have to start looking again. But Philip Fulmer is the athletic director. That is a maze balls. That would be fantastic. So there, there you have it. The balls the are are doing pretty well. You know, they're still on the right road. They're still on the right path. Uh, I just, you know, we just got to wait and see what happens. That's all we can do. We got to wait and see what happens. Recruitment's been pretty good. They've had a couple of major setbacks, uh, but they're pushing it forward. And and I'm looking forward to April to see the Orange and White game because that usually really gives us a good idea of what uh, September will bring or late August, whenever we start back. But uh, it'll give us a good idea of what next season will be. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I think there's a lot of good things in store for the Vols. And uh, if, if the Music City Bowl has any indication of that, for sure. And I think Butch has got a good year coming up. And my God, could you imagine the, the dynamic duo that is Butch Jones and Philip Fulmer at the main helm? I mean, that's just absolutely amazing. Just to have him back in the school would be great. And now if we could just get Peyton Manning. Let's get Peyton back down here. Give him a job. Everything will be fantastic. Everything would be, dare I say it again, bigly So there you go. So congratulations to the Vols for winning the Music City Bowl. And here's to the 2017 season. I smell good things. Why do I smell good things? Don't know. But that's what's going on. And until that season, that beautiful, glorious 2017
2: season, I say, go Vols. And now the Senate confirmation hearing for Education Secretary candidate Betsy DeVos. Here is Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren.
8: I wanted to ask you about your qualifications of leading the nation on higher education. The Department of Education is in charge of making sure that $150 billion that we invest in students each year gets into the right hands and that students have the support they need to pay back their student loans. The Secretary of Education is responsible for managing a trillion-dollar student loan bank and distributing $30 billion in Pell Grants to the students each year. The financial futures of an entire generation of young people depend on your department getting that right. Do you have any direct experience running a bank? Senator, I do not. Have you ever managed to oversee a trillion-dollar loan program? I have not. How about a billion-dollar loan program? I have not. How about participating in one? Have you ever taken out a student loan from the federal government to pay for college? I have not. Have any of your children ever taken out a student loan to pay for college? They have been fortunate not to. Do you know what a federal loan is? I mean, Kinda? Do you know what the government is? Yep, Trump. How many fingers am I holding up? Eight? No. Three. Do you know who you are? Big mean school lady. Do you know where you are right now? Gotta be honest, not really. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? I
4: think two drops of pee just came out. Okay, thank you.
2: And that was the Senate confirmation hearing for Education Secretary candidate Betsy DeVos. The Smokin' Hot Podcast presents the Ollie Report, a segment dedicated to extremely professional and hard-hitting journalism. Reports on headlines straight off the news ticker through the eyes of Ollie. And now the Ollie Report.
3: Never! I shall not. You know what happened after the election. I am not doing it again. I am never going towards the White House until he is out. Do you understand?
0: You do realize you're going, right? I mean, I, you, you have no say in this. It's called the Ollie Report for a reason. It's because you're a journalist. It's your news show. And the thing that's making news right now, the person who's making all the news right now, is the new president of the United States. So you got to go into the White House and get some interviews. F*** you! No, fuck you! F*** you! No, fuck you! F***
3: you! I'm not going
0: in there! Yes, you are! I- Oh, for God's sakes. Why doesn't somebody tell me we're on? Just to say we're on. That's all you got to do. Hello and welcome to the first Ollie report of 2017. As you, And as you can tell, it's very professional. It's wonderful to be here. Of course, a lot has happened since we were last on the air. Probably the biggest thing happened just last week when Donald Trump was officially sworn in as the 45th president of the United States. And we're trying to get Ollie. Ollie's in Washington, he's outside the White House, but he refuses to go in. He has his press pass, he has access. He can go in, but he's not going in. I mean, I don't even understand why you're arguing with me about
2: this. Journalists are no longer welcome
3: in politics while well, he's around. You understand that?
0: And that is why it is your duty as a journalist, as a defender of the First Amendment, to get your ass in there and get some interviews, talk to people. He is not going to control you. He's not going to control us, no matter what happens.
3: All right. All right, fine. You know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. We should stand up for ourselves. We should definitely do that. Let's say I go in there and do what you say. You know what's gonna happen next.
0: No, no, nothing's gonna happen.
3: You don't even go there.
0: (sighs) Look, man. No,
3: no, 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 no. You know what's gonna happen. I am going to get beat down. By his people. And he's the president now. He can walk out himself and beat me down
0: a bit. I'm sure Secret Service wouldn't do that. Bullshit!
3: You know they they don't give a shit about anybody or anything anymore, Hot Totty! It's over, man. Game over. I got nowhere else to
0: go! You done with movie quotes? Yeah. Uh, look, I'm just. I'm. Uh, you got. You. I got no words for you. I, I'm just speechless right now. There, There is no reason for you to not go in there and talk to Donald Trump. We've got so many questions. We are like the last news outlet to be in there because we've been off for so many weeks. We've not done anything. And now we—it it is our turn. Get in there and talk to them. Oh, wait, I talk to that
3: new press secretary. He doesn't even let us talk. He just walks out and says, that crowd was huge. We had big crowds, big crowd, And then he walks away. That's it. Nobody cares about anything anymore. We are no longer news.
0: Actually, are we not fake news? Isn't
3: that what he talks about? Now, you shut
0: your mouth. We are not fake news. We may cover the news in a weird way, but every story we talk about on this show since we started three years ago has been a truthful story. It's a real story. You just screw it up all the time. Why are you blaming me?
3: Look, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I am not going into the White House. It's just not happening. I'm not going in there.
0: You know, I don't think your audience likes you like this. Oh,
3: yeah, sorry. Let me get some in there. A biscuit station. A cat and dogs don't have butt cheeks. Nipples. I'm not going to the White House. Bye. Ollie, get back here. No, no, man, look. Why are we even talking about it? Why are we even talking about it? There's no reason to go in there. He's the president. You all know that now. He's taken away everything that you own. He's taking away your rights. He's taken away your health care. He sucks, okay? There's your news. There's your news story. Do you want anything
0: else? Uh, I guess not, Ollie. God almighty, man. Look, you'll get a pass this time from me, but you should be ashamed of yourself. You should really just, just be ashamed of yourself. This is just, just shame. Just shame. Because you have a duty, and your duty. Huh, I keep saying duty. Your duty is to go in there and talk to the president or talk to the president's staff and get the story no matter what. And speaking of no matter what, no matter what he does or says to the press, it is our First Amendment right to be in there, to interview him, to ask him the hard questions that he doesn't want to answer. Politics aside, it's all about common decency and it's all about the way things work. Now, he can stand there and act all high and mighty all he wants, but at the end of the day, he is the president. We are the press. We have to have a relationship. He cannot just stay there and say, oh, you're fake news, you're fake news. It's not going to work like that. We are going to be in there, and we're going to do our job, bottom line. But if you don't want to do that today, I'll let you buy i will let, we'll let this go today. But from now on, you got to go in there, okay? I'm sorry. Whatever. We'll wrap it up here today. Whatever. Fine. fine. You know what, Hot Toddy, you're absolutely right. There's just no reason for me to not go in there now. Regardless of what happens in the future, regardless of what's going on, I mean,
3: we are the press. We have to do what we must do. And what we must do is we must talk to the President of the United States. You're so right. We can't let this go on. We cannot let him rule over us like some evil dictator. I'm going in now, Hot I'm going to speak with Donald Trump and his people, and I will get the story no matter what. I will find out what Donald Trump is doing in his first hundred days right now.
0: I've never been more proud of you, Ollie. Go forth, my friend, and bring us the news.
3: I will, honey. Here we go.
0: Five minutes later. Oh, oh, God, God, I hate
3: my life. Oh, God, this is gonna go on for four years.
0: I'm glad I don't have to go out there and do the stories. Plus, it's just entertaining to hear all this. We'll see you next week. That's going to do it for the Ollie Report this week. Tune in next time for another headline ripped from the Ollie News Ticker. Until then, have a good day and an Ollieful week.
2: You're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host... Todd. Just Todd. Todd is helpful, and Todd is there for you. Uh, well, it's actually Hot Toddy.
1: Oh, well, pardon me, Mr. Perfect!
2: Well, it'd be sacrilege if
0: I didn't mention this story, uh, this particular story on this particular episode of the Smoking Hot Podcast, and that is the infamous PP story. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, there's rumor going around that Russia is currently blackmailing Donald Trump into doing whatever it is they want him to do, because if he does not, they are prepared to release a tape that will show Donald Trump, our new president, number 45, being urinated on by Russian prostitutes. The story goes, he went to Russia and got, you know, being a a huge businessman at at whatever point of time this was. uh, He got all kinds of accommodations when he got there. And they said, you know, we'll do anything you want. We'll give you anything you want. What would you like? And the rumor is it, the rumor has it, that uh, the one thing he wanted was to have Russian prostitutes come in. And do to him, his favorite fetish, which is golden showers, apparently. And now that is the rumor. And that's the reason why he's so cozied up with Putin and everything and he's just prepared to do, you know, and wants to, wants to mend our relationship with Russia is because, well, they'll just pretty much bury him if uh, he does not. Now, uh, there is no proof right now, I don't think, of this story being true. Uh, If if I'm wrong, you can prove me wrong, but as far as I know, uh, there's nothing, none of this has been proven true. Uh, But I gotta say, if it is true, holy balls. I mean, uh, wow, what a revelation. And, uh, you know, I... you would automatically think, well, he'd be kicked out of office at that point, but would he? I mean, this isn't like Bill Clinton, you know, when he was currently having an affair and then lied to the nation saying that he wasn't having an affair. It is nothing like that. Of course, even then, I think we we took things way too far. I mean, really, it was just a a personal life thing. Now, granted, he lied to the nation. That was a problem. And they dealt with it. They had a trial. They tried to impeach him. You know, whatever. But in the end, he came out unscathed. But my my point is is that I don't know if they can do anything or should they should do anything if this turned out to be true. Uh, now he might have problems with his wife, but let's face it: if there's anybody, any president in our in their nation's history that ever had a problem with uh, wives, uh, it would be Donald Trump. But uh, but no biggie. But you know, I, I think Sheila said it best. She, we were on Smells Like Nineties Rock last week, and she said it best: I don't really care. And I have to admit, I don't either. It is a big bombshell, and it would just prove what a disgusting freak that Donald Trump, we think Donald Trump is. But to be honest, you know. We all have our fetishes. We all have our fantasies. We all have things we like to do. Again, if he cheated on... If he did it you know, by cheating on his wife, that's his problem. That's their marital problems. We shouldn't get involved with it. Uh, but I, I think it is a, a hilarious story. And uh, I keep making the joke that would explain why his skin is so orange. Ba-bang, thank you. I'll be here all week. But uh, but anyway, no, I, I just, you know... It, though it is a very funny story, and you can make as many jokes as about you want about it, if it if it was true, I have to I would have to be on Trump's side on this particular issue. I'd be like, you know, he's not going to get impeached. He shouldn't be impeached over it. It's it's you know again, that's his own thing. And if you know if his wife's mad about it, whatever. But. But yeah, no, you, you can't help but talk about the PP story. It's just hilarious. It's phenomenal. And of course, uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, the Saturday Night Live sketch. Uh, they did it in the cold opening, uh, not this past week, uh, but uh, almost two weeks. It's been almost two weeks ago. Uh, Alec Baldwin playing Trump and Beck Bennett playing Vladimir Putin holding the PP tape and just essentially telling him to do everything that he wants him to do. But, uh, you know, maybe you could get him in trouble. Maybe because what if he flat out says it's not true and then it is proven true? We'd have a Bill Clinton situation on our hands. He lied to the nation or because he's trying to cozy up with Russia. What if he does something that Russia loves but we hate? And the only reason why is because of the PP tape? That rhymed. I didn't mean for it to. But uh, you see my point. You know, if this is if this all went back to that scandal, maybe there's something that could be done. But but regardless, uh, you know, this is his that that. That's his business, you know. In the eyes of the American public, he might look like a, you know, a, a disgusting, gross human being, but that's how most of America feels right now anyway, because he has a 45% approval rating at the moment. That's the lowest, I, I think he's made history, that's the lowest of any president who's ever gone into office, and that's beating up both bushes. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty rough for him right now, so would it really change our perception that much of him? I, I don't maybe not after all I, 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 said, I even said it on the 90s show too I said it on Smells Like 90s we all need to get laid we all have our things we all have our, have our fetishes we all got our deals we gotta enjoy them but again he'd be cheated on his wife that's his problem uh, but no I don't think he should get any trouble for the PP story but oh my god what beautiful beautiful entertainment that is nothing but golden showers of excitement okay I'll stop <laughs> Oh, and it as I, I look on the internet, apparently somebody got a new office today or got uh, put into an elected position. I don't know. Did that happen sometime I today, too? Yep. I don't really What, what do you
6: think of Donald Trump, Adrian? Mm. He
7: sucks.
0: Yeah, good right. job. Nice, nice work. I raised them wow. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I don't
7: want to beat Go to Juvie, but he's kind of bad. He's kind of <laughs> like Hitler. Oh, wow. And Hitman mixed together.
6: And Hitman. <laughs> Well, you—that's a, a nice, thorough condemnation. You—you kind uh, of our you nailed nice it there. So yeah. Good yeah. job, Adrian. Yeah. Like
7: but did. Hillary, it's kind of bad, but yeah, she's but the best one that we got. Uh, See, like yeah, so exactly we, how we, I
6: thought. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
6: why didn't mm-hmm. we get her?
0: She's not the best, but she—she would have done was the
7: best one we had. Yeah. Best yeah. one we
6: had. Yeah. She would
7: have kept things the same.
6: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the the most. Um, uh, the best tweet I saw describing this was uh, those of you who voted for Donald saying that both the candidates are the same. I hope you have enough healing crystals to help you since the Re- Affordable Care Act's gonna be repealed. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> seriously, it's crazy. Yeah, it that's
6: that's one thing I can stick by because I'm I'm not really politically aware or politically active enough as as I should be probably. Mm. But when when it was coming down to either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, and people were saying like, "I don't know, I, I might vote Donald Trump," I'm like, eh, "Think that through. Yeah, <laughs> think that yeah. through. Like,
0: well, no."
5: My
8: my whole thing, I know I'm overly logical, and I use my logic that becomes like extreme passion. I know that about myself, but when I'd ask everyone, "Okay, why won't you vote for Clinton?" They always had the same, "I don't trust her. I don't trust her." And I'm like, "Okay." Fair point, why don't you trust her? And not a single person I asked could tell me why. Benghazi, emails. I, but, but I was like, okay, what about the emails? I don't yeah, know. Exactly. I mean, it always got to a point where they just couldn't explain their feelings, which is not acceptable to me to rule out a candidate because you couldn't explain your feelings. I can articulate At why they're not
6: voting.
7: At school today, mm-hmm. um, yeah, buddy. Uh, Natalie said that Donald Trump was better than Hillary because Hillary take away all the guns. But I said, so what if you mm. were a hostage? They couldn't fire.
6: Well, Natalie <laughs> exactly. is wrong. Exactly. Did you, did you tell Natalie what's what, Adrian? Yes. <laughs> good and job. she still didn't believe me. You're, that you're,
8: is going to be your life's cross to bear. Yeah. <laughs> you're,
6: you you're raising the next Che Guevara. Exactly. Uh, Sheila, good job.
8: Uh, you know, my only hope is that he runs for president one day. <laughs>
6: Adrian? But no,
0: uh. it, y- you're right. It's like any time I ever asked anybody, Appla? it was just like verbal vomit of just words. Benghazi, emails, liar. Uh, it's like Ollie, just talking to a bunch There's of Ollie. No just literally screaming of out any words. Of
6: the topics. I mean, any I, of the condemnations yeah. uh, leveled against her. And that's that's uh, scary. Mom's,
7: mom's been watching this show on, uh, I have no idea what's on, Hulu, I think. Yeah. And this person like talks about this thing. And he actually said backstage, um, yeah, he wanted to build a wall between us and Mexico. Mm-hmm. So that would mean Jaime will have to go back to Mexico and be poor again.
2: Who his Jaime. From Who's Jaime?
7: He's the person who just keeps saying John Cena.
8: It's his friend okay. from school <laughs> <laughs> who is of Latin descent, and that really is about to make
6: me cry. I like having Adrian on the panel, this is nice. <laughs>
8: Oh, Come on, buddy. Don't worry. Your friend won't be sent back. There's enough. There's enough Bernies. Remember, I told you that we've got. Yeah, be there's enough
7: Bernies out
0: there in the world.
8: We got to be Bernies. We have got to stop old things like that from happening.
0: I just don't think. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, he can. He can do. He can talk big. But I mean, eventually is, something's going to give, and I'm telling you, it's going to be. It, it's going to be hilarious. It really will. It's still. Someday. Gonna, still going to work be. in our favor. I can guarantee. Eventually, Someday, one day. Someday, day, buddy. One day, one day soon,
6: I feel. I like having Adrian on the panel. <laughs> this is kind of nice.
0: Yes, he gives a more innocent view of the world around him.
6: A more, I guess, a more morally well-rounded view of the world. That's which right. Is what we need, because sometimes adults just lose track of what's right. Mm. Hence Donald Trump's election. Yep. That's right. I like that we have a child, too, discussing polit- politics on the air okay, and to be fair, sort of rallying it's <laughs> against Donald real, Trump. It's gotten real in that's, here. That's, that's because my mom teaches man. me
7: awkward things.
6: Awkward things? Yeah. Why, why, why do you think? She
7: ta- talked about condiments once. In two
8: years, we have a chance again to vote for certain seats in our House of Representatives in the Senate. That's right. And we need to vote Democrats to basically offset what tr- Trump could possibly do.
0: Keep hope alive.
8: So remember, that's, yeah, that's what well, you guys got to remember. You can't just vote for the, the the presidential election if that's the one that gets you out. You've got to get out in two years and say, you know what, this is important too.
0: At least give us a balance.
8: Yeah, I, just a balance. Or I,
0: I find it scary even when Democrats are in full control. Yeah, Let's just no, have a nice,
8: have nice
7: balance. Donald Trump is the scariest person I've ever known of <sighs> to be in my life. Like so I've seen that's Jason like Voorhees <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, well that's,
7: Leatherface. That's, every every horror character that I can possibly think of and all is scary. Into, ro- but Donald Trump sh- is the scariest.
0: That's that's an with odd, a donkey that's face an, on his head. That is an odd this combination. A
6: very, that's a that's a very concise analysis. I like Good that. Good job, I'll Adrian. go with
0: that. I'm down with that. That's
6: <laughs> Wow, comparing Donald Trump to Leatherface, though, that's probably the most appropriate analogy. And that's that's probably the election, one monster he looks season.
0: the most like.
2: You're listening to the Smokey Life podcast.
0: So, have y'all gotten a load of the uh, the new press secretary? Sean Spicer is his name. Okay, so uh, I mean, th- this is how you know that it's just a circus when it comes to Trump and his administration. Now, look, I, I want to give the guy. Something I don't, you know, I don't know if it's a chance per se. I just, I, I don't, I don't want this entire four years to be a complete shitstorm. You know, I, I don't want it to be just the worst thing to ever happen to this country. But as day by day goes by, it seems to be that very thing. That seems to be the case that this is going to be the worst four years in our nation's history. And God knows, who knows? He might win another term in 2020. But that's beside the point. I just I don't know how he was able to find the same people like him. You know, just as weird and as touchy and thin-skinned as he is. And the Spicer guy is the perfect example. The first press meeting that was going to take place was going to be on Monday. But he called everybody together on Saturday just to get pissy over the fact that the press was saying that there weren't a lot of people that came to Trump's inauguration, that the crowd was really small. And not only that, but but also to complain about a reporter saying that uh, Trump took the bust of Martin Luther King out of the Oval Office. Okay, now that was a mistake because he didn't. It is true he did not, and the re- and the reporter apologized for that. But nobody, and nobody has, and nobody should apologize for saying that he had a small crowd because he did. He had a much smaller crowd. He's had one of the smallest crowds that I have seen in my twenty almost twenty eight years of life. I now have seen seven inaugurations, seven in my lifetime. And not one of them was as bare as the one that I saw last week. As simple as that. He did not have that many people. I'm sorry, he didn't, bottom line. But who gives a shit if the press is talking about it? Obviously we care because it's true, we're laughing at it. But see, this is what Trump has to learn. He has to learn to toughen up and let those things go. He cannot hold this office, any office for that matter, if he's not prepared for scrutiny, if he's not prepared to be made fun of. And this is why people say he's going to be a dictator because he thinks that he doesn't have to put up with it. He thinks that he's some sort of high and mighty person that he can say whatever he wants and put people down and they have to do what he says. That's not the way it works. That's not how the first amendment of this country works. For the god it's the god's honest truth, there weren't hardly anybody there. But you don't send your press secretary out, gather people together not want, not knowing what this was this whole thing was about, this whole special meeting, only for him to bawl the press out for saying there weren't a lot of people there. It's just ridiculous. And frankly, this this pretty much was how I heard that entire press conference. Good evening. I'm the new press secretary, Sean Spicer. I want to thank you guys for being here tonight. I know that our first official briefing will not be until Monday, but I wanted to give you a few updates on the president's activities, such as the bills that he signed on his first day, what the future is for the Affordable Health Care Act. I also have updates on policies that he is going to put into place for foreign relations. We'll get to all of that in a second. But first, I wanted to start with this. Mean people got on Twitter and said that not lots of people came to see Trump. And that was what lies, lies, you understand? Everybody come to see Trump become president. It was simply outrageous that you said nobody came. The outpouring of support was huge, or in the words of our great president, bigly huge. We had biggest crowd ever, biggest crowd for anything ever. Super Bowl ain't got shit on our inauguration, okay? Everybody was there, all peoples were there. Millions upon millions, more than Obama, more than Washington even. Donald Trump is greatest president ever, ever. Now I have tons of things that the president is doing right now that I want to talk about. Nope, nope, still can't get over it. Millions of people came out tons. There were tarps on the ground so you couldn't see things. Bad photographs. Made it look like nobody was there, but there were tons of people there. There
3: were tons of people there. How dare you say nobody come to see Trump become president. Everybody come to see President Trump. I can't hold my order plate.
0: <clears throat> anyway, the president is doing major things when it comes to policies both domestic and foreign. And we will get to those at a later date, but no more.
3: No more saying nobody come to inauguration. Everybody was there. Everybody. You're all big meanies. You're biggest meanies. I hate you all. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm never coming back. Yeah.
2: And now the Senate confirmation hearing for Education Secretary candidate Betsy DeVos. Here is Minnesota Senator Al Franken.
0: I would like to know your views on the relative advantage of doing assessments and using them to measure proficiency or to measure growth. What are your views on this?
4: Well, again, thank you so much for that question. I mean, I love questions. They are the things we ask that help us answer what we want to know. And so I think it's great that in our country, such as questions.
0: Yes, thank you, Mrs. DeVos. Now getting back to that glorious question, uh, can you please answer it?
4: Yes, of course. If I'm understanding your question correctly around proficiency, I would also correlate it to competency and mastery so that each student has measured according to the advancement that they are making in each subject area.
0: Well, that's growth. That That's not proficiency.
4: So proficiency is a reach like third grade level for reading, etc. Is... is that right? Did I
0: win? No, Mrs. DeVos, I'm talking about the debate between proficiency and growth and what your thoughts are on them. This is a subject that has been debated in the education community for years, and I have advocated growth. Because with proficiency, teachers ignore the kids at the top who are not going to fall below proficiency and ignore the kid at the bottom who, no matter what they do, they will never reach proficiency.
4: Can I use one of my lifelines?
0: You don't have lifelines, Mrs. DeVos. That this is a Senate hearing.
4: I'd like to phone a friend, and I'd like to call Donald Trump.
0: No, no, Mrs. DeVos, this this isn't a game show. And let me be more specific: this isn't a game. I'd like to pull the audience then. Hey,
4: hey, what's the answer to this question? I don't understand
0: it, Mrs. DeVos. You can't ask for the answer. I mean, you're trying to become the Education Secretary, for God's sakes! I believe that stuff is no no one oh one.
4: Then I'd just like to walk away with the 32,000.
2: Okay, fine.
0: Yay, I win!
2: And that was the Senate confirmation hearing for Education Secretary candidate Betsy DeVos.
0: And there you have it, The Trumpolution, Part 3, The Happening. And I can guarantee you as time goes on, we will have more Trumpolution episodes for you, especially as things get crazier, dumber, and let's face it, a whole lot funnier. We have four years of this, so you can expect periodic episodes of The Trumpolution coming your way in the future. And I know we look forward to that. But anyway, thanks for tuning in this week. We've got a very special episode coming up next week. We celebrate Ollie's third anniversary of The Ollie Report. I can't believe that it's been three years, but it has been. We started this crazy madness in 2014, and it was originally on Smells Like 90s Rock. And then in mid 2015, we switched it over to the Smoking Hot Podcast. And now the Ollie Report has been going strong now, officially, for three years. And so we will gather together next week to enjoy some of our favorite moments from the past year of the Ollie Report and honor Ollie and all that he does for us whatever that may be. So be sure and tune in next week for the Ollie Report third anniversary spectacular. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Now with that in mind, that's gonna do it for us this week. Be sure and follow me on all social media. That's at HotToddy9102 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Periscope, and HotTotty75 on Snapchat. And then just look up Hot Toddy on YouTube and MixCloud and you can keep up with all the best that goes on in the world of Hot Toddy. So there you go. I'm not on Vine anymore. Nobody's on Vine anymore. Uh it's really weird. The Vine camera is still available. Vine is officially gone now. I was on that, but it's officially... It's it's disappeared. Uh, That being said, though, the camera... Is still available, so you can take your six second videos and put them somewhere else wherever you want them. And I, I think really it's the perfect, like, middle finger to the public. It's like you can take your six second video and put it elsewhere, if you know what I mean. But yeah, you can't follow me on Vine anymore, you can't follow anybody on Vine anymore. But uh, but it's, it's whatevs, but uh, you can follow me everywhere else. And uh, with that in mind, that's it. We'll see you next week. Until next week, though, stay strong, stay happy, do everything you can to keep moving, to get up in the morning because. Donald Trump cannot take that away from you. So until next week, I say bigly huge pee-pee.